Thank you, Ben Mary, for that too sweet play-in. So sweet, you should have been playing in Arthur Ashe Stadium just the other day. Welcome, all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast HQ for all things comic book related. I am John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics. Well met. And that must make me the unmuted CEO <laughs> of U.S. Comics. I'm a co-founder, I'm a co-host, and I am the greatest podcaster to ever live. They call me Charlie, and you can too. Happy comic what? book day uh, observed, my uh, delicious brother. I, I just want to put this out there. You uh -huh. know that I am also as well as a podcaster. Like Well aware. We, we do this show together. So aware of it. Did not change my intro one yeah. bit. The I... self, the self moniker. I gotta tell you, there's the Cowboys America's team. Yes. And then there's Charlie, the fucking world's greatest big dick podcaster of that all is, time. That is uh that is what I was going for. Dude, I was your going marketing for... team is working. Overtime, son. You know, I just, I just, I think the people want what they want, and yeah. I'll decide it for them is hmm. the main thing I've right, learned in right. this beautiful world. But <laughs> I, I am, uh, you, you already kind of teased it, but because of a beautiful night spent at Arthur Ashe Stadium, I am on cloud nine. I am, yeah. I am, Lots I am some tennis, son. Just uh, the, the oh, no, ass whooping no version of tennis. Uh, I love they built that amazing place for something that happens once a year but now there's two events there's no, the I u.s mean, open and hopefully every year grand slam entirely untrue but uh, we certainly do appreciate you uh putting out your lack of knowledge for the entire world I'm just i'm just saying shit that matters to me vaguely u.s open AEW events but i'm I gonna understand. kick it i'm gonna kick it to you i'm as happy as a pig in proverbial shit how are you my dear ceo and brother Charlie, I, I, I really, for once in a long time, I cannot complain. There is a, dare I say, a plethora of good news being bandied about, man. I don't know if, obviously, your attentions have been distracted somewhat lately, but certainly you know. Yeah, you know what's what's amazing is I think to 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 provide once more a beautiful segue for you and the people. Uh, AEW has allowed me to dream again, and now finally DC and Marvel are swooping in. They're trying to get a little bit of that rub from that Tony Khan rub by letting me they're dream like, some uh, more. They're like, oh, you can reinvent the wheel? Oh, snap, we've got a bunch of old parts in the back, just old spare parts, movies yeah. and TV shows and actors and even fucking costumes. Just I'm, gonna, like, I'm gonna throw. We're gonna, gonna break the glass at, at, at Planet Hollywood. And like, let's just dig that shit out and put it right back up on the screen. Exactly. These dum dums will pay again. I, yeah. I, I literally feel like Michael Keaton and CM Punk. Michael Keaton being Batman, CM Punk back in a wrestling ring is equivalent <laughs> joy for me. I just had to wait a little bit longer for Michael Keaton. The the sure. thing though that I think really has captured my imagination this week after yes. after months of speculation, after starting to see some footage, hearing about the different rumors and innuendos that we talked about uh, last week on this yes. beautiful show, 
check that out wherever you can hear podcasts. Oh, yeah, it just got me this this reinvention of potential. Got my mind spinning, man. Just and I'll start us off before I kick it to Please, you. Please, yeah. And explain to these momos what the hell we're talking about, a bunch of schmohawks. <laughs> so DC and Marvel are in, on a new frontier. Not only is a series like <laughs> What If kind of playing fast and loose with uh, with their universe and the revisions that could happen if only one one sure. leaf falls left instead of right, sure, and next sure, thing sure. you know, Thor's getting his ass whooped by Captain Marvel. But also, DC has the ability to instead of rebooting their movie franchise, they could just be like, "We're gonna call a mulligan on some of this shit and run it back," um, knowing that there's gonna be a couple of Batman. In the next Flash movie. Well, knowing DC, they were like, hmm, hmm, okay, let's just stick with what works, and then we'll build stuff around that. Sitting in that meeting, like, all right, so there's Batman. <laughs> uh, there was Batman also. Like, motherfucker, how many times are you going to say Batman? How many Batman do you want? And they're like, well, how many Spider-Man are there going to be in that fucking movie? Well, we need at least the equivalent amount of Batman in our poor little Flash movie. How it's amazing! How it's amazing if that, that was actually their up. metric. They were just uh, like, Charlie, "How many Spidermans do they have? More I Batmans." Was, I was in the meeting, bro. Did I not tell you about that summer internship? <laughs> did, did you think I was just ignoring your text? No, I just presumed I had, it was. I was ignoring your texts, but I was also as well as in the uh, uh in the meetings uh secretly but but so here here's my take on the whole multiverse uh you know else worlds uh fucking neil degrasse tyson you know isms of it all you have marvel right and marvel without question has been the home run hitter of the the bunch we've got indies who are now coming to the plate and we're seeing a lot of indie properties translating to TV and sometimes a big screen. But those are like first first time at the dance kids, right? They don't have to worry about like other iterations being being held up in comparison. You have also Marvel, who largely has been has hit the ground running. It's DC in this scenario who has had like the starts. And stops, you know, in terms of like dusting off uh, properties and 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 putting them back out there. Yet that all being said, DC only has the Scarlet Speedster to bring us back <laughs> to our fond memories of whether it's the Keaton Batman or fucking uh, crushed velvet encrusted Flash or or whatever the case might be. DC only has the Flash to do this. Whereas Marvel, now that they want to dip a, a, a purple Thanos toe into the waters of the multiverse, they're using multiple venues to do it. They're they're using, like you said, they're using what if. They're certainly using Loki. Loki, the Loki series might have been the blueprint about how all this is uh, possible in their explanation of the damn thing. But um you know, you you also as well as have fucking a uh, Doctor Strange. He's like, oh, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do the spell. Oops, 
He's Oopsie. like, I'm even going to fuck up Fox's timeline. Unbelievable. Like, now Venom and, is also yes. as well as... And Spider-Man is, like, coming to the fray. And, like, Sony's like, oh, me too, me too. You could just, like, see Sony just hanging on to Marvel's fucking legs. Like, oh, wherever you're going, take me with you. Because I know at the end of that road is a huge fucking pile of money. Take all of our old shit. Take it. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to reboot? We'll help. We, we could do it. Cobretti 2, yeah. Electric Boogaloo. Sure. Um, we have what? all those old motherfuckers' numbers still. They haven't been disconnected. We can hit Toby. Yo, Toby, what's up, kid? Andrew, I, what's who, up, son? Who wants to get paid? Because I don't Ooh. care what hurt feelings there were. Every, fucking the kid from that 70s show would be like, I'll be Eddie Brock again. What do you want to do? Let's do this. He, he uh, a Topher, he came out and was like, he he had jokes. He knew his pointy tooth having motherfucker was not showing back up again. He was like, I don't know, maybe. It would be I'll great if they him. did like a 70s-based Spider-Man movie just to bring him in as Eddie Brock. Oh, honestly, that would be worth it just to have Red show up and be like, get off of that spider web, jackass. Fun fact, Red as J. Jonah Jameson. I think we just figured out how to do a revival of that 70s show. Except then you would have to have Robocop kicking the fucking door to JJ's office and be like, you're coming with me, punk. In the world of the multiverse, bro, anything is possible. Robocop in the comics, he fucking crossed over with everybody. But Charlie, I gotta ask you, I know obviously you've uh, been very busy gallivanting around to wrestling event after wrestling event, but um have you caught some of the rumors because obviously they've been tried they have tried to be as tight-lipped as possible like especially for the the spider-man flick like no we're not doing a live action into the spider-verse i swear to god that's not spider-ham at all that was our lunch um but i mean for the most part they've been re they've been they've been star wars level secretive so I mean, have you caught some of this? Uh, you know, the rumor move from last week is still spinning. Have you caught any of its cast off? My big problem is I turn to Reddit far too often for these rumors. Mm. And Reddit, you hear a billion different things. Yeah. I, I do know some of the stuff. I was like, I, oh, shit, that sounds amazing. Oh, oh, I wrote that. Oh, I posted that. My bad. That, that was I, I do know some of the stuff I've seen has gotten me very excited. So obviously the big uh, reveal from last week, I think it was, was another image of Michael Keaton's Batman suit, but it had like a nice Watchmen-esque bloodstain on it. And did you catch the the spray-painted rubber bat suit uh, um, with the flash? Oh my God, yes. I mean, they're they're not even pretending anymore that that keaton's not going to be there like yeah. at this point if beetle beetlejuice showed up i wouldn't be surprised either I'm like mm, i knew he was on set fun fact about uh i almost called it into the like speed force i i just don't know if that would have been too deep of a cut but the new flash movie is actually a low-key reboot of multiplicity it's just going to be like 70 michael keaton is actually playing all That's the extra characters that. he's playing a couple supermen there he's are playing definitely a, couple of the flash. a few flashes like as the flash progressed, like he's just got more and more like just wall licking hat wearing in the wrong inside out level. Uh, no, I can definitely see that. I caught Charlie. Let me put this one out there. Maybe, yeah. maybe you saw it. Maybe you didn't. But you know how when they're there's there's storyboarding, which anyone who has watched the behind the scenes behind, you know, making of uh, like extra uh, DVDs 
that Charlie got for like a dollar a fucking blockbuster. Mm. Charlie put them out of business himself. Um, so so they're storyboarding, but then now, especially with all the CGI work that's done and uh, uh, youngifying people up, like doing the old uh, do, doing the old Netflix uh, uh, special special uh, effects. Um, they do what they they call that now pre-visualization and nice they do previs it for sure yeah, exactly they do it in a, a, ma- a number of ways they do it with uh, illustration they'll do it with computer you know uh, computer generated images sometimes they just fucking do it with little action figures like hey, put this guy over here here and like then you're thinking i wasn't playing I was pre-visualizing. That's what I. That's what I tell. Story. I tell my girl that when she catches me in the bathtub, I get it. Just a whole I, mess of action figures. I'm like, these are dark helmet. Things. I get it. We did not see you playing with your toys again. But that being said, I caught one such said previs, and this was for, um, this was fucking for the the strange movie. So the way I see it, even though you do have the the Sony Marvel Studios of it all, fucking Spider-Man is going to be a direct lead into Doctor Strange 2. Like, there's no doubt about it. Granted, there's going to be people that are in the flick, you know, one flick that are not in the other. But in terms of, like, the continuing story line of it, uh, there's no question about it. But... There is what was clearly a depiction of a youngish but bald Professor X in the classic uncanny X-Men like uh, bobsled, Jamaican bobsled team version of his chair. And uh, I was just filled with all of those joy, joy feelings. I, I, I mean, listen, if... And, and I know you don't think that this rumor is going to come to fruition, Which? but if we are living in a world where Spider-Man's swan song is going to be multiverse of madness, and then he's going to swan song meaning what? He's going to be foxes for a while, and nah. he's not going to be a. Regardless, I started this with I don't care what you think. If you tell the people that like, oh, we're losing Spider-Man, welcome aboard, my X-Men. People aren't going to be nearly as upset if they see, you know, Logan popping up and and that whole crew. That is a way to not, displace the weight not, of us. I mean, human. clearly, clearly, Marvel has to integrate the uh, the X Men. I mean, that that's a given. Now, a naysayer might say, "Oh, of course, it's going to be fucking Wolverine, and then <laughs> he's he's going to show up in every team and blah 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 blah." Um, I personally do think. Professor X being the gateway, uh, so to speak, to all that is the clear uh, best way to do so. Um, but in no way do I think that we are going to be seeing the last of Spider-Man in the Marvel flicks. Matter of fact, Charlie, I will come back over the top like Venus Williams at your uh, previously mentioned Arthur Ashe Stadium. Uh, I'll say this. I think it's far more likely that we're going to get Venom and the rest of that spider verse, uh, spider world, whatever the hell Sony's calling them, um, I think we're going to see more of them crossing over that that webbish bridge into pure Marvel content. That's what I think, especially when you yeah. have heavy hitters 
like like uh like fucking venom and carnage and the sinister six and you know it's just far too good of an opportunity i, I, I suspect that they dislike the fox decisions enough that they don't want to play in that sandbox but uh coming from our facebook comment section our boy craig asked us how we think uh, what we're liking about what if and i do think what if is a little bit of the testing grounds for what they're gonna do moving forward My what is what if if not a played out multiverse yeah like I that that's you picking up a book and trying to decide mm, is this worth the purchase and then you do like a quick like you could just flip through the pages like oh shit oh shit oh shit uh so yeah craig if you if you haven't been here for a little bit charlie was infamously anti what if and it took some real that first episode stinks from john boy here to to bring him over back over to the light side of the force sometimes anakin will tell you bro sometimes you gotta go vader charlie broke bad uh he made a couple of mistakes but he was redeemable, man. Now he's just a force ghost. Look at him. Just <laughs> so, look at him. So to jump back over to the rumor mill, a big one yes. I read. A big one I read this week was that Flashpoint is truly, in essence, leading. And this really blew my hair back a bit into a new Fifty Two esque era uh, for the see, DC universe. You gotta, you gotta ruin it. Always gotta ruin it. That's Charlie's job. I'm sorry, but. Uh, the things that make it kind of hold water was it does allow kind of year one stories to modify what's what's preceded it. Meaning Gal Gadot, I don't think we're going to see not rocking a lasso for a while. She's one of the shining stars of the DC Cinematic Universe. Um, Though but she was muddied up a little bit with that last Wonder Woman flick. And, I, and I, I think that last Wonder Woman flick may have convinced them to be like, yeah, let's just say she's been around for a year in 2022 and almost not not throw away but kind of ignore ultimately that's what new 52 did new 52 kind of no no i i'm i'm aware of what new 50 new 52 did and it failed miserably so i personally i i disagree i don't think they're going to be borrowing from new 52 at all because look at what they don't want lines in everyone's costumes yeah sorry jim lee that was true look at look at robert pattinson's uh the batman movie that's not new 52-esque. That's that's more so like that's more like look in the rear view mirror. The, what it seems like to me more so is in the same way that um that uh, a Superman returns could have easily been either a sequel to the Chris Reeves movies or Smallville. Like they, they it was one of those things where like you 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 could plug this in either on this uh, on this route or that route and and be just fine truly it was that opening credits uh version of it but it's interesting it's interesting that that uh, uh brendan ralph came up because one of the things that marvel has done unapol- unapologetically was have the same actors play different marvel characters yeah and they were like nah don't Oh yeah, you remember Chris Evans as the human uh, as as uh, as the Human Torch? He's Captain America now. Just we'll just run with it. And our boy Paul, the 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 fa- cousin Paul, the famous uh, Fantastic Four lover that he is, he knows it best. Um, but yeah, they fucking hit the ground running. Like, nah, Steve, he's he's Steve Rogers now. Don't worry about that other shit. 
now this gives them an opportunity to look back on all that uh all of that uh, um other content yes yeah, sergeant finesse yeah we're on twitch that's right we're everywhere um but it gives them that opportunity to to pick and choose all the little things that they that they want to use so again dc they've had more hits and misses but but just really quickly because i know we're up against the clock some of the things that that uh that i've caught wind of as like a maybe a possibility again we've covered it uh very thoroughly we know keaton's showing up as as batman as the the rubber clad uh tim burton batman but uh also as well as charlie's favorite batfleck he was the bomb in phantoms yo uh, we know that we're going to get thick-necked, oh, big chesticled uh, uh, version. Uh, ben Affleck's version of Batman is also as well as going to be. So the Snyderverse does You're going to get of, a body count. <laughs> <laughs> Snyderverse is kind of, it's got a little bit of a pulse. Uh, I, I say put it to bed, bury it, and don't look back. But um, also we're going to be getting... um potentially and this is one of those things i would have lost money if if vegas asked me we might be seeing fucking ray fisher again as cyborg what I really mean, i mean really i just feel like he did a great job of i'm not saying anything he said wasn't justified and and i, I don't well, want to get into that that's for this on segment. him that, that I, yeah that's I, I do think he did an expert job of like i'll play cyborg again if you know if they apologize eh, so whatever. almost a way to avoid apologizing is just booking the guy because then everyone has to be like well he said he wouldn't do it they must have done it privately like, <laughs> like gentlemen but i will say so, this very briefly yeah, yeah. as we're going against quick, the clock, quick quick i suspect what if and uh and and our, our boy loki's shows are going to be oh, where they explore changing, change taking us just, off of the just, no okay. no just slightly to get back to it i yeah. think those show shut the fuck up and let me get to it and find out how about that sir i think that's where i think that's where marvel is going to explore those other worlds where on the other side of multiverse of madness i think we're going to have a very established universe with very little swapping Whereas I think DC's whole plan and their whole approach is truly living in a world of multiverses because it's been all but confirmed Pattinson's Batman is standalone, meaning it lives in its own. There's not going to be gals but they've not already, showing up. Assume, but they've already established that with Joker. Correct. And, and I think that is their golden ticket is being that that's the thing that could hold them special and different because they, they they've proven they can't really do what marvel does in the way marvel does it so why try do a different thing and i think that's a reason why like you said i think you and i both kind of want them to put the snyderverse to bed but in a world where they don't have to i, I don't want to put it to bed i want them to take the snyderverse behind the shed load up the fucking double shot click it and put one behind the temple I never want to see that shit again. Do you uh, you're going to say to me, "Okay, but this particular actor, that particular actor, fine. You can even keep some of those truly trash costumes, not a problem whatsoever." Oh, you want fucking Wonder Woman to be wearing uh, um you know like a, a prehistory heels? Fine, fine. Makes her calves look good. She's comfortable running in them. 
Who am I to judge? <laughs> Other than that, though, get it the hell out of town. I'm not interested at all. The storytelling was wrong. The character uh, development was wrong. And it looked bad. Period. You don't try to be fucking Chris Nolan. You say, hey, Chris Nolan, come back. Make something big. Be our Kevin. Be our, be our, be our Feige. Right? Be, be our fucking... Uh, be our... Uh, you know, whatever. Be, be the guy at the 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 helm of the entire ship. And he was like, he barely gave him three movies. He's like, nah, I am really done. Instead, he wanted to go make a truly terrible movie like Tenant. Tenant sucks. Stunk it's on ice. Terrible. Not only not only did it stink on ice, it got lost on the way to that frozen lake. It didn't it fucking know where the hockey rink was. It made no sense. I hated it. You know what the most fucked up thing about Tenet is? Is all the people who swear it's good. I suspect that those motherfuckers are liars. Nah, they're liars. They are liars indeed, my friend. And uh, you know, one of the people who he went on record saying he thought it was brilliant was a well-documented liar. Well, I mean, look, the bottom line is George Lucas... Did some things right, uh, but what he did best was not miniatures. Certainly, it wasn't writing dialogue. It was telling lies because the fact of the matter is that Han shot first. Yeah, with the graphic. Put him up, Charlie. Clink. Wepa. Salut. I did a bad job. I did a bad job on that one. Yeah, cutting me off or taking your shot like a no, man? No, no, my time management was great. Yeah. I'll show you, yuck, motherfucker. Talking about time. <laughs> Tell me when you're ready for me to start. Yours. Charlie. Yes. And then we'll, we'll get back to Paul. I'll, I'll be happy to answer that question. Why some toys have to be thrown away because they're a choking hazard to little kids. But uh, cousin Paul, we'll get back to that. It's a good question. But Charlie, do us all a favor. Oh yes. Start your topic. Boom, my dear and wonderful brother, my handsome friend. Actually, I, I got it's your. I thought Isn't it was your topic, topic first? first. Yes, Charlie, you motherfucker. Just what? How did I trick you? He is selling it like he knew. Charlie don't know. Charlie. Yes. Start my time. I did. You're 19 seconds in. Son of a... And he's ripping me off. Bitch. Anyways. Oh, Charlie just went ahead and buried the fucking lead with a picture. It's an audio faster, podcast, too. Faster than he does verbally. So those listening, good on you. <laughs> I gotta say this. If you are listening to this show as a podcast, rather than watching the show in its video form you're actually for once in your little lives ahead of me because this is exactly what i wanted to talk about charlie yes here at us comics cast we talk about all things comic book related do we not oh we do and naturally that would mean that we talk about uh, comic books i love them four color funnies but also as well as we talk about the comic book movies, don't we? Oh, hell yeah. And once we got that done, we come back to the drawing board and we talk about mm, 
comic book TV shows. Oh, that is also correct. We talk about comic book video games. I love them video games. Damn straight you do, Charlie. But also as well as there is another forum that we do not get to speak about here at anywhere near as often as we should. And granted, that's mostly because of uh, the content that's out there. But Charlie... I got to talk to you and all the good folks who are with us today about one such entity out there, and that is none other than that pale, crazy-haired motherfucker. Ooh, baby. Ooh, Neil Gaiman's the Sandman. Now, if you go to Audible, you can find Chapter 2. Of the Sandman, Neil Gaiman's The Sandman, Charlie. I don't know if you've had the chance to jump into this, uh, this second season as of yet. It's it waiting, and I haven't touched it yet. Charlie, it is fire, it is so good. And you, you uh, here's the thing it's on Audible, right? So one might say, Oh, it's an audiobook. Mm. Nose up in the air. I don't I don't listen to audiobooks bullshit. Okay, because if you read books, then I promise you you enjoy audio books. It's a book, it's the same fucking words, kid. Sometimes you don't get the opportunity to do what you want to do. Sit down with your robe all tight, pour yourself a nice cup of cocoa and get bundled in with your puppies. Crank up the heat and get nice and toasty. Yeah, that's that's a great situation. And Lord knows I love me some books. I'm a big reader, but I, I'm only human. I know the surprise is most of you. I'm only human. I still only have 24 hours in the day. So in order to maximize my ingestion of all this goody-goody, sometimes, Charlie, I will partake in a nice audio book i mean i'll do it when i'm walking the pups i'll do it when i'm getting my ten thousand steps in sometimes shit i'll do it when i'm just cleaning up around the place there is almost always an opportunity to get some audio books in and you can do it at, at the same time while you're also reading a book or checking out some funny books it is it, so full credit where credits due. You're, You're the welcome. one that hipped me mm-hmm. to audiobooks. I I never even I considered. I, know. I never even I know. considered them. But when I tell you, I started off with with uh, autobiographies that were that were recorded by the author. So Kevin Smith did his own. John Leguizamo did his own. But then I stumbled into the world of adapted comic books. That sometimes have fucking full casts. You think audiobook and you think of pulling out the visual yeah, of a comic book. One, one person sitting there reading you a book or a novel or an autobiography or a comic. One person reading you basically like a screenplay. That is not what this shit is. And this can is- be awesome though. Just, that, just for full 100%. disclosure, I love that too. 100%. But the first time I stumbled, and 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 before I let you fully dive into you, the first one I, I ever read, because it was like a free download, was X-Men Gifted, and it, ad- it adapted a, a Josh Whedon story. And, dude, 
the minute it was like Cyclops is fucking declaring some shit at a sandal, I was like, what? I was driving to work. I was like, what the fuck? Is I, I like didn't see it coming. I didn't expect it. I downloaded well, a free thing and my hair was blown back. You, you know, what's funny too is, and, and you raise a good point because comic books as a visual medium, they have a singular delivery system. So when you think X-Men, you think, oh, the comics, right? Then they came out with these fucking, you know, leather clad, uh, um, uh, you know, the movie versions. You're like, oh, shit. Uh, an entire generation only thinks of Wolverine as being fucking six foot four <laughs> and from Australia and an amazing dancer and singer for some fucking reason. Because God's like, ah, take all the talent. Yeah, it's fine. All it, of this. It's fine. But that being said, uh, adapted comic books in particular when the comic itself is fresh to death sometimes it requires more than just a single singular individual even a crazy talented individual like myself if i were to sit down and read you my favorite comic you'd be like okay now now at least i know what happened and you'd really good, put some good try oh I, on that you think i'm trying i'm at like a level two i would be at a solid eight if I was doing a, an audible for you, but Charlie, the fuck, and you know because you listened to the to the first uh, chapter, the Sandman on the audible fucking version, it is a pure audio play. Mm -hmm. It's an audio fucking play. Its cast is absurd. This is the type of cast. That it, it would either have to be like everybody's taking scale and they're taking points if it was in a movie situation, or you do like an audio play. Because just real quickly, I'll, I'll run through it. You have James McAvoy as Morpheus, uh, Emma Corrin as Thessaly. You have Brian Cox as Augustus. Uh, who do we got? Uh, Kat Dennings as Death. Literally, literally the best acting that I've ever, I've ever come across her doing. Because she's a beautiful girl, but some of her choices, some of her choices, a bit cartoonish at questions. times. And you know what? In in um in Wandavision, it played. She was great in Wandavision, even as like the the little buddy character in in the Thor uh, flicks that she showed up with. Okay, but like she's still got a lot of two girls to answer for. As Death in the audiobook, she's out of she's out of control. She's outstanding. Fucking John Lithgow, uh, um, uh, Joanna Lumley. Uh, uh, Miriam Margolis, uh, damn, uh, Broadway's own BB Newworth, uh, Bill Nye, who it, it took me a minute. I'm like, what the fuck is why does Odin's voice sound so damn familiar to it turns me? Turns out Odin's the science guy. <laughs> I'll kill you, I'll kill you where you stand. Uh, um, in any case, a fucking um, and I'm gonna mispronounce this the most adorable speaking voice of all time, uh, Kristen Schaal. So just yep. recently, I saw her. She showed up on uh, uh, on what we do in the shadows. Yes. Uh, once again, she's a big part this season, which is outstanding. But Goddamn most show folks, is just like love me more. I'm like, okay. Dude, most folks will know that voice instantaneously, except for the character that she's playing. Um, is it's obviously tremendously different than than Bob's Burgers, but um, fucking uh, Andy Circus and uh, Michael Sheen. Who the second that you say that you know that fucking uh. You know, Whatever you know, the, the content, you're like, oh, England, and uh, oh, yeah, no, he he's gonna fucking be there someplace. Um, a certain gentleman that I'm not gonna bury the lead for because I love my brother, 
We'll be playing fucking Merv Pumpkinhead. We'll leave it alone. Uh, David Tennant is here uh, as Loki. I mean, it just goes on and on. Jeffrey Wright um, and the man himself, Neil Gaiman, is narrating this song just a bitch. Son of a it bitch. Is, I, I, in case anyone couldn't tell, I love this adaptation. It is so damn good. It is not a home run, Charlie. It's a damn grand slam. It, 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 it quite literally just going through that that roster of talent. It's just like, did they think they were doing a stage play? How did they pay them? Like this cost me like two dollars. <laughs> How did my two dollars pay for all that talent? I just feel like someone somewhere was trying to like the year-end taxes. They were like, shit, we made a lot of money. How They're do like, we spend our budget? If we don't spend it, we lose this budget for 2020. It's <laughs> do something quick. It's like the fucking debate, like new chairs or a new printer, or do we just put the bangerang cast together for fucking Sandman's audiobook? Like, I guess we'll hire fucking everybody. Like John, you play the trees in the background. <laughs> I'm a distant, distant train. Charlie, you're ambience. the wind. And Charlie just shows up. <laughs> How much am I making? Fifty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not a, it's not a damn sandstorm. Like I'll give you guys options. I, just, I refuse to oh, leave like, the what, booth. What do you want? L uh, late September, fall <laughs> is is coming. Hold on, I, I got that in my repertoire. I have the, the quarterback sleeve with like plays with notes of like different seasons. But, like it's more of a, a high pitch swirl. There is there oh, is like, tropical storm Sandy. You got it. Son, I got it. I, our Facebook chat hitting the nail on the head again to even just hear the lineup of talent invokes goosebumps. It's out of control. It invokes goosebumps. Oh, see, I thought Jim was saying that he particularly loved. The, the audio version of Goosebumps. Goosebumps. That's that's where all his audible uh, credits go. I feel you, Jim. I see can, you, bro. We can wrap up the show. That's as adorable as we'll ever be. Uh, they, you know, and, and the, the the what I find most interesting about comic book based audiobooks, it falls into a few different categories. It's either a sequel, like like Sandman is. It's a follow-up mm. on characters that we've seen uh, on, on these wonderful magic things called comics and, and graphic novels. But sometimes it just takes the it takes the the essence of things. I, I took down some notes just so I wouldn't totally forget. But one of like uh, so something like like Smallville, which is something that you and a lot of Superman fans uh, lament as uh, hot, hot garbage. Sure. But when you get hot, the opportunity, I'll kill you, listen to Superman Dawnbreaker. It's mm. set in that sort of concept where it's like Clark Kent as a teenager, but it's firmly in the comic book universe. So like Superboy exists, but it's still mostly focusing on on our boy Clark kind of dealing with motherfucker can fly, but also he, he kind of wants to date Lana. Um, and there's something so Clark ain't to want to wait for that <laughs> night to be over. I mean, if he was sharing a bed with Lana Lang, that would have been the most low key that show ever was. I'm still in the middle of a rewatch of it. Show so horny. Uh, and the book does a good job of even capturing that. There are some moments in this audiobook. Well, can, can I ask where, you like, a question? You have to though? pull over. Is is that based? Is that predicated on any particular comic no, run? It, it or... completely lives on its own. Um, interesting, this interesting. was. Uh, and have uh, you ever read it? 
like it was there an adapted version that made it to to, to my knowledge page? it hasn't made it to print it's it's just lived as like this highly regarded you know what the problem is it's one of those not problem but it's one of those great stories that truly doesn't need art to help it along so much of it is about how he's feeling so much is what he's thinking it would kind of make a fucking boring uh it would make a boring episode of smallville it would make a a boring comic book but as an audiobook is is boringer a word because that i would have to i'd have to pull that one out of the holster no the, the reason i ask is because uh, uh chapter two uh chapter two of the sandman it specifically is uh it adapts i should say season of mists uh distant mirrors a game of you and convergence so for any any true like Sandman fans, like you just know Neil they Gaiman. They call him Sand fans. Do they? Nope. If if because if they did, they I'm a fucking liar. Yeah, I I personally would drag them down to hell, throw them in, and and turn that key. Like Lucifer emptied out hell for for the purposes of the story. I would I put one person back in. Like that's 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 shameful. If if you you call yourself that. <clears throat> but um and again anyone who's been with us for more than a few episodes know that our per we have one degree of separation from neil gaiman because uh uh friend ashley reyes who appeared as a a created character uh for the most recent and unfortunately thus far final season of american gods uh i mean you know neil gaiman said okay ashley i got something for you kid and uh you know that that means that we're right there we have a connect we've got the intro waiting to happen so anything neil gaiman you know i'm all about and yeah there just neil gaiman wrote a season of smallville the best fucking season of smallville ever i was definitely definitely gonna be a halloween theme i was gonna happen i was actually gonna lie and say that neil gaiman was directing an episode of how i met your father featuring uh, <laughs> ashley reyes because so help me god if you listen to the show and you don't fully support how i met your father with our girl ashley reyes yeah, no, i'm fighting no, you sure. i am and, fist and fighting you the truth of the matter is you know that there's going to be a couple of cape uh capes and superhero references uh mythology it's gonna work its way in there come on it just has it, it's to it's all it's all it's, connected kids. it's all one bubble i i do find uh i do find this comment really interesting because i suppose it's a worthwhile uh opinion to bring up our boy jim over on facebook said did we hear that rob liefeld uh ironically in my liefeld? opinion uh said that art is more important than story now, now from i i have to interject uh i've always known his name as rob leefield but if this motherfucker says that art is more important than story <laughs> then it should be Liefeld because that's some lying ass bullshit you know what uh, you were also lying when you fucking drew captain america with his chesticles on a second page that's I'm one still of the just worst insulted by how he draws feet images i've forget about the tiny little pointy feet forget about them like forget about the millions of pockets and and rob leaver has done some stuff that i'm all about totally Granted. uh but that is some dumb ass shit if i see him at at, at new york comic and I'll, I'll tell him so and jim if he calls you a liar i'm coming for you and george lucas i do think one thing that's fascinating about that uh that that conversation not only that so many pouches um 
I think there is something to be said for a lot of people in comic books. Art does come first. But what's beautiful about an audio book is that you do not need the superpower of being able to read. Like if, if audiobooks were that common, my friends who have kids, I can't help but insist that they have their kids listen to some of these amazing stories. Uh, because again, it's, you know, my buddy Sean's kid loves superheroes, loves Venom, loves Spider-Man, loves Batman, loves Superman. It's hard. Rightfully to, so. It's, it's hard to get him to read a 22 page comic book because the kid is still learning how to read and his dad can't always take the time to really give the sort of performance that you clearly uh you well, do when you read a comic you, you know it's, it's you raise a, a good point thank you you know how and it's rare i'm just as surprised as everybody else Charles, Damn it. believe me give it the um, take it. but I, i'll tell you this how how other than a comic book movie or tv show how do you share a comic book? You, you know, read a fucking comic together at the same time. So especially when you have uh, two people that take up a, a fair amount of space, they, they need their own personal space, maybe a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit, don't touch me, a little germaphobic, especially in these COVID days. Fuck, you can sit there, you know, you got a long distance drive. Fuck, throw on an audio book, man. You two, you guys are listening together. You or you and your lady or you and your, you know, your, the, the, your, your opposite love, whoever the hell it might be. Maybe a fucking stranger, perfect stranger. You're on the bus, crank it up. Everybody, I'm sure, is going to be a fan. Um, but, yeah, it's it can also be like a community effect. So, so, obviously, again, I'm a huge fan of audiobooks. It allows me personally and my schedule to be ingesting more than one uh, piece of um, – entertainment at once i got a paper book on my nightstand at all times i always have an audiobook in my ear while i'm doing this that or the other get my steps in doing what i gotta do and it just lets you maximize your time keeps the entertainment coming keeps you distracted from all the bullshit that's going on in life and um if you want to be distracted boys and girls and everything in between or undecideds the sandman Chapter two is all about it. It delivers and delivers and delivers outstanding performances across the board, all star cast. And again, two bucks well spent. Yeah, just, just can I say, cannot go wrong. Now, I find it interesting that you take such a active approach to enjoying your audiobooks like you're saying it's it it's while you're doing other things i am the reason i haven't listened to it yet is because i treat it very much like my own personal bit of theater i i kick back and i enjoy it and i fully like let my brain create the visuals to go along with it so sure. it's for me it's like a very very uh and don't get me wrong obviously when commuting was still a big part of my life uh that's a great time it distracts you from how much i hate traffic but laying back on a couch and just like take me there oh baby i do find it funny though because it is something that is very much like it's an old it gives that old school vibe like i always expect an ovaltine com commercial play <laughs> like i'm in christmas story just because it's like yeah and the lone ranger it's just it's just so damn oh no so damn what will little orphan annie do now join make, us next week make sure you drink your ovaltine crummy commercial 
Uh, there, there's just, do you have any other, is this currently your reigning and defending champ as your favorite audiobook? Is this going to be the thing? Well, well, here, here's the thing. And, and I don't want to come across as a friend Sean refers to as a Homer for audiobooks, right? Um, there are bad audiobooks, right? The audiobook, uh, uh, the, the, the delivery system it's the not bulletproof, uh, you know. It, it's it's not it's not above uh, any uh, chastising when something's done poorly. If you have, I don't care how good the fucking. I, I'm gonna look it up too, so don't so don't mess it up completely. Um, but if you have great content and you have a bad narrator, then it's not gonna be a good audiobook. It's still a good book. It's still good content in terms of like you can't take it uh, uh, away from them. But if you have a bad fucking narrator, forget about it. You're like, okay, well, this is just not going to be an audiobook version that I'm going to be a, uh, be able to get behind. I'm just going to have to, uh, you know, I'm going to have to grow up and and pull my pants up high, and I have to make the time to read this because the audiobook uh, version is not going to get it done. And um, specifically, and I hate to, to do it because I'm a fan. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to look up her name right now. But um, Quentin Tarantino, as we all know, is scarily soon approaching his final uh, movie. Right? He promised 10. Yes. That was going to be his cutoff. And Charlie mentioned last time around that he might be doing like a quick little uh, political uh, politicians take on it, be like, well, Kill Bill Part One and Two is really just one movie, so I can still put another one out, whatever the case might be. But uh, Quentin Tarantino is also a very gifted writer. Anyone who has seen like the scripts that uh, have become his movies will let you know his scripts read like books, like a good fucking book. And um, he went ahead and uh, he he gave the novelization treatment himself. Just like uh, um, Del Toro did for Shape of Water and, and some of his other content, he gave us directly the novelization of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Great book. It's coming out. I highly recommend you guys put it on your Christmas or holidays, I should say, wish lists. But he went ahead and did a um, he went ahead and did a novelization. Uh, or I should say a novel version of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Not a novelization of the movie. This goes above and beyond it. There's things in the book which didn't make it to the to the screen. So I'm all about that book. I'm like, yes, 100%. I'm going to get it. I caught a sample, just a sample, of the audiobook version of it, mainly because it was available first. I would have been able to get the audio book quicker. And I was just all about seeing like, well, that's, this is like a, a bonuses DVD because you're getting extra content. <laughs> like, and I love another hour. Yeah. I love the original. I'm like, Oh shit. Show me some more hippies with hairy pits and dirty feet. Yes. I'm all in definitely. And, uh, Charlie, the audiobook version was fucking nails on a chalkboard. It was terrible. You couldn't pay two dollars. You couldn't pay me two hundred dollars to listen to the novelization of this shit 
uh, it was not going to happen. And and it just so happened that it was narrated by fucking um, homegirl from uh, uh, Hateful Eight. Oh, where they're beating great, the shit in there. She's a wonderful. I'm I'm looking it up now. I I forget her name. Um, it, That's a weird superpower. The, the, it's amazing how many actors go into a recording booth and suddenly just it doesn't translate the skill. Jennifer Jason Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee is the actor's name. She's tremendous so too. And she is. She, she is a wonderful. Look at Jim. Jim is just Jim is a quick on the trigger. God bless you, buddy. Uh she she's a fabulous actor. Big, big fan of her work. But um look, I like to think I live a, a good life. I try to be, you know, a, a positive in this world. I do hope to leave the world a better one than the one where I found it uh some 45 years ago. But if if there's a hell and I end up there for any stretch of time. I know for a fact that playing on its loudspeakers at full volume oh, no. for 24 hours a day, seven days a week is going to be a voice speaking with vocal fry. Vocal fry, as far as I'm concerned, and you know my opinion carries a lot of water in this town. Vocal fry might be the cause for global warming. <laughs> Vocal fry probably started COVID. Vocal fry, I'm sure, I'm sure was like the reason for half, for half of the shit that happened in Egypt when Moses was walking around in sandals. Awful. Vocal fry is the scourge of our world. And my girl, wonderful actor, Jennifer Jason Lee, is as guilty of vocal fry in this performance in the audiobook version of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as many as maybe I have ever heard in my damn life. It is awful. That is terrible to hear. One thing that's not terrible to hear, though, is just how damn good the audiobook version of Sandman Chapter 2 truly no is. No vocal fry. Check it out today. Obviously, it's a banger. I cannot wait to fully lay on my oh, couch with a, a puppy good. on my lap and another at my feet and just be taken away into this universe I love so much. But another way I like to kick back and relax with my puppies is that beautiful music in my ear, also featuring no vocal fry. And I like to kick back with one of my <laughs> absolute favorite bands of all time. And that, of course, is Bad Mary. You can find them over on social media at Bad Mary Band across all your favorite social medias. You can support them financially over on patreon.com forward slash bad Mary. You can find them wherever you listen to music. Guess what? They're streaming. You go to the website badmaryband.com, buy yourself some stickers, some t shirts, some CDs, and you can find out where they're performing. Now the world's opening up. They're hitting the action and they're Final. hitting it hard. John, let's keep paying those bills. Who Damn else is supporting straight. us this week? Damn straight. Credit where credit is due. Our other sponsor, it is Sergeant Finesse. You can find him gaming on both 
Twitch, and Facebook gaming. Multiple streams every day. Outstanding gaming content. Supporter games, yes. Co-streams, mm-hmm. Giveaways, sure. Contests, why not? Don't be a sucker. Check them out today. Throw them a like, a follow, a share. Why don't you? Consider becoming a supporter. It's a good idea. However, but also as well as, if you need to pick me up, follow the white rabbit over to sneakenergy.com. Use code SGT at checkout. If you're looking for some fresh new gear, mm-mm. be brothers with Charlie because he'll give you some Diablo gear. But also as well as you can go over to geeksunleashed.com. Use code Sarge at checkout there when the Sarge is on deck. You salute GG, son. He's got some wow going on on Twitch right now. I'm uh, co-streaming. My attention is divided. That's how good he is. I like that. I like that. No one else I like, John. I like when you start my time. Charlie. Start your time. Hell yeah. I want to stay in the world of Neil Gaiman, who absolutely created one of my favorite depictions of all time of a, of a character or a potential actual guy who's existed for a long time. But Neil Gaiman Sandman brought us an absolutely intense version of uh, Mr. Morningstar himself. And that, of course, is Lucifer. That, uh, not that surprising. I, I wouldn't about consider my horse you... and Red Dead Redemption? I am not talking about your horse oh, and Red Dead, oh. although... Big Lou! Uh, what a great horse it is. Uh, I am talking about Lucifer, the television series that finally had its final, uh, its finality, its final season over on Netflix after being canceled and then uncanceled by the people because damn did people love Lucifer. And I uh, truly, truly became a big lucifer fan our comment section is oh, asking about you need spoilers. To go to church go to church charlie <laughs> sub spoilers for season six are coming up but we will throw up the spoiler warning when we get to that because john i don't consider you much of a of a tv guy i think there's a lot of stuff you watch uh at my begging you to and there's a lot of stuff you watch for the show but you're not much of a of an eight o'clock prime time weekday television uh... guy are you I would say that I am not a remote control jockey, right? Yeah. I'm not one of those guys who are like, eh, let me sit down, take a load off, and let me click around to see what's on the tube. No, no, no. Really, the main thing that I uh, catch live are sports. Only for the reason, like, there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of ruiners. Matter of fact, we reference the group, and and I know we have a uh, certain a certain uh, percentage of listeners. Uh, are also part of the Mercasa Vera text group. Um, I'm watching sports largely on Hulu streaming, right? And it's right there. It looks great, but there is like a fucking six-second no. delay between what's going on live in real time versus the streaming version that I'm getting on Hulu. <laughs> so I'm all into like, the game. Like, oh, fuck. Uh, Charlie, exclusively... To the point where I oh, won't no. look at, I won't, I'll have the phone turned upside down so as to not be able to like inadvertently read something like, oh, this fucking one, especially with the Mets season, it's almost exclusively bad news anyway. But that being said, I'll leave it face down just so I don't catch an inadvertent glance. But just the fact when it goes off and I'm watching, <laughs> I'll honestly like, I'll know like, well, let me at least pay attention. 
I know that I don't know if it's gonna be good or bad, but I know something <laughs> it's, is a, it's, it's like, like fighting your bad sense. signal. <laughs> it's it's my sports spidey sense comes from the Mercasa Vera group. What would Thank your you, half, boys. What would your half face be? Would it just be like a painted up crazy fan? No, no, no. You know what it is? It's with um it's it's like the, the dog's expression when there's like a sound outside, but like not at the door, and certainly it's like <laughs> just suddenly one, one ear up. <laughs> that that's what it really it, it, it gets, you know, gives it gives me a rush to the cockles. <laughs> well, I like you. I'm not much of a of a, a, a TV guy. I'm a streamer, man. I me I too. watch the streaming and, and I binge like a motherfucker. So when Lucifer got canceled and then resurrected, pun intended, on Oof. Netflix, I, you know, me and Jessica looking for stuff to watch in the pandemic era. And Lucifer was one of them. And I was so shocked at how different this version was while still being wildly true to what Neil Gaiman created. So to, to fill you in without boring you to death, and for those of you that know, feel free in the comment section to nope, get back up from. Uh, I'll oh, send, what? What happened? I'll, I'll what happened? send Morningstar after you suck it with his winglings. Applegate um, got nothing on me. So what I loved about it is it became like a police procedural, but Lucifer was just the like special helper. It was immediately, it was a concept that hooked me. That Lucifer just trying to Lucifer it up. Like, we, we, the story picks up and he has already been on Earth. He's hanging out. He's banging. He's drinking. He's rocking the piano. He's wearing suits that uh, could only really be one-upped by you, my dear friend, in a well, suit. He is, if anyone is going to be like a, he's, I'll put it this way. He's not an off-the-rack suit wearing yeah, motherfucker exactly like. there's and you see those what's up those tailor stitches on those shirts uh but what i really really f loved about the show was very infinitely charming really fun well written considering how so many police procedurals have come before it this like supernatural twist on it made it so fucking fun and the fact that they got to tell this big story unapologetically how they wanted to tell it and Netflix saved it so it could have a proper finale made yeah. me so damn happy. John, I, I, I tell you this, it is absolutely one of those shows worth checking out. If you need something well, to binge, it goes down smooth, baby. It's one of those, yeah, there, there really are not very many um, parallel uh shows or or really like any content out there the, the closest thing that i can think of and it's it's funny because he also appears in in the uh the sandman series the the, the audiobook version um obviously lucifer uh, exists a huge huge fucking uh story a uh, plot point and this is neil gaiman's lucifer that yeah. we're talking about granted he's not blonde but yeah, you know nobody's perfect what are you gonna do um lucifer if you got any little extra line around my my shit's a little white nowadays um but but honestly thor would be yeah. the, the thor odin loki like what what they have going on over there in marvel i mean if charlie and i wanted to 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 roll out a lucifer certainly to roll out a loki a thor i remember when image comics put out their thor like they put thor way out there and people are like oh you can't do that Yes, you can because yeah. 
you you can have the Kirby version of Thor. Yes, that's all protected and the and the wings and blah blah blah. But it's funny because when Marvel put out their Thor, it was actually far from the 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 Norse depictions properly. Uh, matter of fact, they just talked about like a big uh, a big push for the video game Thor, who was like big belly and big heavy red beard. And but I love him. But I that's, love a chubby motherfucker. That's how Thor is really depicted in in the old Norse Viking uh, lore. Red hair, not blonde hair, not Chris Helmsworth. Fat Thor was far far closer to the the real depiction. But in any case, I don't want to get uh, get off your topic. No, no, no. Um, but I, I think Lucifer I... kind of did something similar. Yeah. They it's inspired by that comic depiction, and then they went off and they made a, a it had its own uh, dark life. And what I what I really loved about the show that went beyond the show itself, I, I enjoyed. I think it's the cast is wonderful. Again, just talking charm, fucking city, right? So, but what I loved most about what the show is the kind of proof of concept that we live in a world where you can take these comic characters and tell wildly interesting and wildly different stories sure. not everything has to be cookie cutter which is which is an accusation that comes out a lot now about comic book content it's that it's all fundamentally ticking a few of the same boxes whereas this again it was csi miami but also as well as lucifer's there so there's sure. angels there's demons there's surprises exactly and they all fit in this world and they're crazy and sometimes silly but wonderful now what also came at the at the tail end of this for me uh and this is where i will again i, I want it on record absolutely worth watching sure a wonderful journey a fucking train wreck of a finale and it they literally felt the need for some reason to bust out everything oh, i hate plug up them ear holes plug everything up the ear holes for the spoiler i hate about comic books or at least one of the main things i hate about some comic books showed up with a force for this last season lucifer had clone first and first mostly kinda one of his brothers <laughs> was like his twin and i let it slide well, the show the show those, had those early days of like creating the universe god's like mm, you know what this is fine let's just let's just photocopy a, a bunch of these androgynous you, looking motherfuckers you know what fine. i think there's I was... no there's no light yet anyway who knows what they look like it's fine do you fine. know what i think i hated the fucking most just real quick about his quasi clone and they did the soap opera bullshit where it's like it was really pete fuck you show first <laughs> fuck you it, i gave you a pass at the time lucifer went into a coma oh pete. no <laughs> I don't, uh, I, I'm going to plead the fifth on whether or not he goes oh, into a no. coma, but was this, was this a Buffy spinoff? What the hell I, happened? Honestly, at times, another reason I think I liked it was it was like a Buffy spinoff where like the creator wasn't a huge douche. Um, one thing I hate about when they did the quasi clone saga, and I swear, I'm not just going to rage against this. That was a perfect opportunity to make him blonde. Like throw a wig on him. At least be sure. like, he yeah. looks like the comic one. High five? No. They they gave no, him a hub little, at one point. Little little fan service? No, oh no. No, no we can go. We can okay, go. Cool, cool. Okay, I'm sorry, Netflix. Cool. I didn't realize you had a nearly unlimited budget. But in this final season, 
the ultimate insult, the ultimate crime, time travel. They ended the show with out of nowhere last season. You mean you mean time flashbacks. travel? Like flashbacks? He remembered yeah, flashbacks I mean, of like a, a, a future older. events that are time travel related. Did he go to get the sports almanac because he wanted I, to make a couple of bets? If you told me that the last season of Lucifer involved him hopping in his dope ride in 88, going back in time to get a sport betting book, I would have been all in. I would have been like, woo, Lucifer running them bases, baby. High fives all around. Instead, a new character played by a, a, a an, I'm going to try to be spoiler light, played by an actress I love shows up and she goes like what up yo from the future ooh, ooh, and proceeds here's your hoverboard lucifer I, I fucking wish you're fixing a bad season very easily <laughs> all they had to do again fan service for the wrong shit i still would have been all in so this character shows up doesn't know how they traveled in time and yet proposes that their existence proves a closed loop, meaning that nothing could change that brought them there. How, if you have a character that doesn't know how they time traveled, why, why, why? And this is my question. How dare they? Why dare they? I have to turn to you because you're an innocent, you're an innocent in all this. And what and I mean- As in most things. What I mean by that is, what do you think possesses people to pull this out of their budget? A time jump, as tropey as it is, tends to be something I enjoy. When I fantasy book certain stories, like the, 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 the Titans show on HBO Max, which I actually enjoy, there have been a few times they've hinted at doing a, a time jump between seasons. I'd be all for it, because right now these characters are almost unrecognizable. So I can justify a time jump. John, what the hell do you think possesses these writers to bust out time? Is it just because they can? I, I, the only, and this is not a justification. This is more like uh, they, they bring in, this is like um, CSI US Comics. Bum, 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 bum. Right? This is, this is, John is brought in. I got my Colombo uh, overcoat on, raincoat. Doesn't make a difference if it's sunny out, if it's raining, summertime, winter, whatever. You don't I know the, the weather's going to be in a couple minutes? And let me just say one more, one more thing. All I can imagine is maybe there was like a situation where they just had like writer's block and they said, well, you know what? When is this due? When do we need to 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 pitch our our idea for this last season? Um, Monday nine a.m. Like uh, okay, and Sunday night. So I was like, "Fuck! I still I still got nothing." You know what? Let me wake up early, and uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Yes. And I'll I'll be forced to come up with something amazing. And with with that lack of preparation, I'm gonna come up with my I I I always come through in a clutch. But that night was kind of stormy, Charlie. <laughs> little lightning, little wind, little rain, maybe. And the power went out. 
the alarm clock that was set nice and bright and early, right next to the yellow legal pad and sharpened pencil for the great ideas, that alarm clock never went off. And somebody woke up, oh, 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 oh no, the alarm didn't go off. I got I to gotta get to that meeting. Jumps in the car. Oh, no, no gas. I got to stop for gas. And like just one after the other, a series of unfortunate events. And the whole time, the background soundtrack playing was boom, boom, boom. And the whole ride, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And he just, the elevator opens up and everyone uh, in the production staff is sitting there waiting. And he walks in, time travel. Like that's what? What else? What else? I imagine when reason? they when they busted through the door, their hair was like Doc Brown, like wild, yeah, yeah, all crazy, and he's got a bandage on his head. But <laughs> if I tell him I got hurt, they can't be mad at me. And, and they, again, they can be, dude. Ellis in the comment section coming through as always, the voice of Facebook today. Time travel <laughs> is almost always bad unless the main premise of the story is in fact time yes. travel it's it's a man i completely agree with ellis as a matter of fact i i think that's a direct quote of myself yeah it's you know the again trying desperately to avoid uh spoilers but they brought in brianna hildenbrand to play a new character for this final season negasonic teenage warhead if you're nasty um, who I love, I, I adore uh, sure, her. Sure. I what a great actor! Wonderful, and she does she does wonderful, wonderful work delivering trash. Because again, this character speaks in absolutes about uh, the, the again. Ellis coming through. I went back in time and saw Ellis, that quote from John. Well done, Ellis. Ellis, you dynamite, Ellis. Our Facebook lives uh, always great. Ellis YouTube and Jim tonight. are just going. They're going back and forth. It's like Ali Fraser. I love it. Exactly. I, I just, I for the life of me, it, this is this is a how I met your mother. The last nine X Men movies. This is one of those. It's like so bad. It took the whole season down and not the whole series series down that's, a that's notch rough, for man. me. And uh, again, that's it's bad. one of those shows. Eventually, I'm sure I'll return to because I love background entertainment that's kind of burned in my brain but it was like a real wet fart of a finish and and that's not to say that the rest of it i i found a lot of the writing um inferior mm. and it's so funny because again what started with me having this feeling of just being in love with these characters going left from center of where their comic origins started now has me just terrified again be like no just do the shit we know that that works like just do the comic book but but for really reals with people yeah um because you well, think about well, all these characters yeah. and there's so many possibilities if you go outside of your comfort zone what were you gonna say though i didn't mean to cut you off well, well no i was gonna say what i think is very interesting in the in the comic book forum is when you have established entities right uh, uh, a Lucifer, a Thor, an Odin, a Loki, uh, a Balder. Um, and now you have them interacting. And God knows, <clears throat> no pun intended on that one, but Neil Gaiman is, is the expert of experts. He, he did it masterfully with American Gods. 
Um, he did it beautifully in Anansi Boys, um, but also again in, in in properties like you know uh, the throwback uh, callback uh, Sandman. And obviously, that's where this version of Lucifer is inspired by his appearance in Sandman. But the usage there, this is a this version of Lucifer that wrapped up on Netflix. This is a version of Lucifer that, you know, that that uh, interacts with Constantine. That this is a character that, you know, um, you know, you know, even though it's published by, by Vertigo, I'm like these are our crossovers now. When you uh, when you take that out of the equation, it's just another it's just another old scratch story as far as I'm concerned. So when you say to me, "Oh, they 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 muddied the water, so to speak, by uh, uh, inter kind of like uh, introducing things like time travel," Charlie, I agree with you wholeheartedly. That's a terrible device, a goofy device, especially when you didn't have any. Um, when you didn't have any uh, adaptation material to like have to worry about being faithful to, like they could have done anything if they if they they could have fucking vampires or you know like you could have done fucking anything that you wanted to do. So saying that this is what they chose to do is, uh, I don't know if lazy is even the right word with it. Honestly, just the fact that you said that, and obviously, I'm not a, I'm not a uh, devoted watcher. I've literally seen zero seconds of this content. But um, just the fact they said, "Oh yeah, last season, the finale season, they introduced a new character." What? Introduced a new character? That's like, that's like the fucking butler did it, and you don't, you never met the butler until the last scene, and the butler did do it. What the fuck are you talking about, Lucifer? And again, if it was anyone not as talented as Brianna Hildenbrand, I I think I would have been even more pissed. Like at least with that, it's like a friend came, like a friend came over, and I'm it's like, not hey. about the actor. It's not about the actor. It's about the content. It's and it's just I I and again, I'm I'm glad that that you and the and the online chat here are are kind of taking it back because there's just no version of it that that can be justified i don't know we've talked about it before nah, it's something it that sense. our company won't allow in our four color funny books because it's just it's fucking bad it's bad yeah nine times out of nine it stinks the exceptions that prove the rule nine times out of eight <laughs> yeah exactly um notwithstanding it's it's just it's so dangerous there's so little to get from it and truly i know my feelings on it truly i know how i feel about um that that trope but my girlfriend sitting watching it with me kept looking over at me with almost disgust and shock like, like what, what the, the fuck, fuck are you making me watch what was amazing well no because this was her this started as a her show this started oh. as like she heard about it and she was like Name on Jess. there's a comic book person in it and i was like go on and she was like neil gaman uh, apparently created this character and i was like okay that hurt my feelings a bit but fine um dude the 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 ripples across the fucking atlantic he's like oh god what's what was that Ugh. but what i what i found really really refreshing was in this nerd bubble that we live in a lot of times it's really fucking easy 
to have everyone just agree. And in this case, for about five episodes of that last season, was a lot of Jess turning her head to me and being like, did they, what is this bit? When, when someone who has read a dozen comic books or less, like Jess, who's watched a five or less time travel movies, turns to you and she's like, this is dumb. This is like a special branded dumb. Meanwhile, she's also watching like Grey's Anatomy season 400, happy as a pig, you know. In her defense, the Sex and the City gals never time travel. Yet, um, they're doing another movie where you know, they're going to get rid is, of the one hot one. It is possible, but like, uh, what is it, the downtown abbey <laughs> they're like get in losers we're going back to 1652 yeah it's it's just it's just so damn um just so damn terrible oh, i am was. not reading out ellis's facebook comment that's exclusive to youtube twitch and the facebook yeah, machine that that should be those who are listening to the audiobook version of this show encouraging them to, to watch an episode or two because Ellis and Jim have been bringing the ruckus all night long. Just it's it's a it's a sight to <laughs> behold. But I'll, I'll leave you with this. I do think Lucifer is worth watching. Skip the entirety of the last season. Watch the last five minutes for what they consider a happy ending. Because even their happy ending stunk. This I, I don't know what happened. Their Netflix unsatisfactory, were fine. huh? Beyond unsatisfactory. I think it was a betrayal of the show. Infuriating. Um, I, I found it uh, I found it infuriating so much so the question I, I shout out to Jess it's the question I'm going to throw out to the people feel free to, to leave a comment wherever you're listening or watching this I want to know if you agree that not only the season was bad but that the fucking finale the wrap up was bad and disjointed and I don't know why because the rest of the Netflix stuff was relatively enjoyable they had that same transitional problem where like it didn't look right when they I, first I just, moved over to I just want to clarify a point, and you know, with the internet, things things never go away. Ultimately, just try tweeting something uh, inappropriate, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, I just want this to be said for all those good folks out there at Blessed Sacrament in uh, in Brooklyn slash Queens. I wanted to know that it is indeed not John, but Charlie Rivera who's saying that Lucifer is not being treated fairly. Not this wholesome, holy, Catholic school-reared little suit and uh, uh, tie-wearing, uh, you know, a boy like myself, John Rivera. No, no, no. John Rivera saying, saying, fuck Lucifer. Tell yeah. old Scratch he could kick rocks. It yeah, is man. Charlie Rivera who is coming to Morningstar's defense. Yeah, that's true. Do me a favor, John. I want this to be on the record. Can you lean back for those watching the show? Okay, I'm just saying maybe there's some merchandise <laughs> that begs to differ before my dear brother, the CEO <laughs> and arguably a devil worshiper, John... Whoa, whoa, whoa! John Diablo. This is a handle. The CEO uh, of U.S. Comics. I, of course, am your COO, and I, I love me some Jesus also as well as. Uh, 
John, there is only one way we end the show. Before we get to that, though, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Make sure if you haven't already done so, leave a comment. Those of you that have commented a lot, leave some more. We love seeing them. We will respond to all of them if you do it in the playback or over on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere. You can hear podcasts. You can listen to U.S. Comic Test. We bring the ruckus. We bring the noise every comic book day. That is Wednesday, unless I'm watching some wrestling. Then we'll do it on Thursday. That's just the new goal. December, I'm seeing another AEW show. But my dear brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we end this in every episode of US Comics K? First, you need to find Jesus, Charlie. That's (laughs) step number one for you. Praise the Lord. All of our other holy motherfuckers out there. First, they gotta turn the power on. Then they gotta turn the volume up. Then they gotta tune Bad Mary in. Open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Save Miss Space Girl and Jesus. We out.